0: Hi everyone welcome to episode five of it's not that deep we have me f
1: jazz and lv welcome guys to another episode man i feel like energy levels in the room are a little bit low at the moment but we need to the weekend can't wait can't wait holiday
0: yeah
2: how's your week been so far <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. It's been a bit of a draining but tiring week. I don't know if it's just yeah. like the weather and adjusting to that.
2: Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's like it's really I'm nice, a cold, actually, no, oh, no, mm.
1: that ain't cool. That ain't cool. cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for giving us a really amazing feedback and for the love and support. Um, for those of you who've just sort of tuned in or don't know much about our podcast, so it's just pretty much three women in a room with a microphone talking about real deep stuff uh things that piss us off things that maybe piss you off we try and really want to hear from you guys really as well to interact with us but i suppose we've been talking about quite deep stuff in the past week haven't
2: we but Um, we've had some amazing feedback though
1: yeah which has been
2: really encouraging because it's like we're trying to be as Real,
0: and more, <laughs> yeah, <was> unsexy, <laughs> <and> unsexy, <laughs> I don't know about that, Any f- <laughs> unsexy, unsexy, she said unsexy, I'm sexy, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> <me>. <laughs> oh god, back to Serious Matters, Serious yes. Matters, nah, man. Keep, keep them coming guys, they really, really yeah. keep us
1: going, but we're gonna yeah. get right into it, and I suppose this week was an interesting one, because I remember like, I kind of like, Put it on the WhatsApp group and I was like, guys, question what's it like to be a woman so far? So far, obviously, because like we're not in our 70s and 80s, so yeah, man can't
2: talk about the future, but in terms of what the journey's been like so far, so what's it like to be a woman so far, guys? I received some feedback about what it's like being a woman so far especially in today's society and someone actually said that being a woman is hard because today's society makes a woman bring home the bacon and run the household interesting what do you guys think about that
1: as in like being a breadwinner
0: yeah and what was the other bit and running the household so, basically, you have tight. to be domesticated, but at the same time, you have to be a career woman.
1: Mm-hmm. See, this is where the problem... I don't want to say problem, but I just think... Okay, so I guess like this is where the whole culture and society is heading towards, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. women, wanna, women can have a career and have a baby and a household... I, I just think it's tiring yeah. like it's also tiring to like look after your own mental health and well-being and interact and drink enough water and eat you know, six meals a day yeah. and, and smile and smile so I, know. I, yeah. I, you. Um, I should say we're not here to like sit and complain like oh god how hard life is but it's more kind of honing in on what It's been like to be, I suppose thinking about intersectionality, what it's like to be a woman, but a woman of colour as well. Mm -hmm. And just generally looking at it from a global perspective in terms like politics and like, I know I can talk about a particular sporting brand, but we'll come on to that.
2: And also I think how our parents as well might have raised us as women, because it does make us who we are today. It's very... Apparent, I think from my upbringing, I've seen my grandmother who raised me teach me from a young age to be able to cook, clean, be a good yeah. wife, be a good mother. And you're kind of taught to serve your husband, yeah. which I think is still quite apparent, actually in today's society. It's really funny you say that because I feel like
1: that's like the generational narrative Mm. that's been passed on from generations and I feel like even coming from like a Punjabi household like my mum even now being 25 kind of saying to me you need to learn how to make roti which is like the traditional kind of chapatis. and she's actually said this to me I mean no disrespect to my mum I love you if you're listening to this but she is so like if your roti isn't round then your in-laws aren't going to accept you are you really going to like I don't want no complaint from the in-laws saying that you can't cook or you can't clean blah 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 and look pretty and this and that and it's just like and I suppose it comes back to that thing that we were talking about as well like I don't know if it's like a cultural thing or if it's just like a I don't know what it is but this idea that you have to prescribe to a timeline you're expected Mm -hmm. to finish uni by 21 you're expected to have your first kiss by a certain age lose your virginity by a certain age get married by a certain age and this whole I don't know if maybe it's not a woman thing, it's just a general thing, but, like, just constantly being compared. Mm. And I know that, like, for my parents especially, like, I think it stems from a place of fear. Mm. Mm. And it, and I feel like somewhere in my mind it has been slightly ingrained, and that's why I panic, like, oh, my God, I need to get married soon. Mm. And then I'm like, why am I putting that much pressure on myself? Yeah. Whose timeline am I
0: prescribing to? to Reflecting on what you both have said, there's something that one of my friends sent to me and when I asked her this question and yeah. it resonated so strongly with me yeah. and it was about I asked about your experience of being a woman in today's society mm. and she was like very stressed be slim but <laughs> not too slim have a big bum small west and big boobs. be ambitious God. but not too ambitious unless you won't find a man to marry so when you're too ambitious your chances of finding a man to marry are Slim. Do a lot and live your best life, but don't expect too much. And then she was like, "Stay a bit and pray for God to help you find your boas. but don't take the initiative to approach a man you like because you will look desperate." Is
1: that what her, she? Is that what she said? Yeah.
0: So it's interesting, isn't it? Because I
1: feel like fair enough to our sister life. If that's how she views it, that's cool. But I just think it's that whole idea, isn't it? Like empowering females, like mm. to give power, to give authority. Girl, society or a man is not going to give you power. Like you have to reclaim that. So mm. you need to have power in yourself to be like, I want to make decisions about my life. So if that means I'm going to approach a potential guy who is husband material or boyfriend material, mm. why not go for it? I know it's hard.
0: I think in certain communities when it's the same a female in- does that, it, it's looked at, at looked at as desperation Mm. and some women have actually um, said to me that that then the man doesn't respect them as much as if it was the other way around
1: because I feel like in India that maybe I'm making a huge assumption I feel like that would still be the case there Mm. and even some women in our culture in the UK would think the same way as well Mm. but it's this labels isn't it like oh I'm gonna look like I'm too, like I'm a bag or this Mm. that and the other but actually mate it's time to like take back that power and be like look I dig your vibe.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> are we gonna? What's going on here? Like, you're gonna give me a bit of exactly because I do wonder where those expectations even come from because some people might say it's men, some mm. people say it's other women, mm. or some say it's social media because it's very easy to see on social media. You'll see Good. all these wonderful things and you're thinking oh wow this is how it's meant to be like this is yeah yeah. you get conditioned don't
1: you and that forms like the foundation of like well yeah I suppose that's how you're going to cultivate all your behaviors because Mm. that value that belief has started to be ingrained within you and I think also this Mm. other thing I don't know how well it fits into this but one of my friends I work with kind of said this to me she goes especially in our community, and I'm talking more kind of like Punjabi, I can't comment on the whole of India, mm-hmm. but like, there's this whole drive towards that, okay, you need to focus, it's cool that you've got your education, and you've got all these other things, but marriage is your end point, so if you imagine like a small circle in front of you, like that is your goal, and women, or some people even, become so sheltered and focusing on that, that when they get that, they then realise afterwards, like, oh my god, there's a whole other world, there a so out there, Yeah. so... What do you guys think? You think that like a woman shouldn't approach a man then? Or is that... I know it's another topic, but I'm just curious. I
0: personally would prefer for a man that comes after me. Not because of anything else, but I just, I'm just i just flattered by that. It's a lot difficult for women, or maybe I can just speak for myself,
2: in terms of rejection. Mm. And I think that's why I kind of commend some men for actually approaching women because it's actually it harder, harder than you people think, you know? I love. This is where subtlety <laughs> comes in. Yes yeah.
1: that? subtlety like not going directly in and like sliding in the dms but more kind of he's going to be looking at your vibe and if you're giving him the more like "Mm, you know i obviously you need to play hard to get a little bit but not too much but you've got to
0: give him some some guys are so slow some guys are really slow some guys (laughs) find it
1: sexy when a woman actually approaches that's true yeah Um,
2: and to be fair i did add my boyfriend on facebook so i mean i, ca- I can't really exact- be a hypocrite because well, so. <laughs> i did add him so that was my subtle but that's tip, what i mean you know? so
1: like technically
2: yeah i just don't think it should be like how back in the day like oh a man
1: has to court me yeah but maybe that's another topic but um <laughs> going back to something that you said about you know smaller ways big boobs mm-hmm. big boobs but, I mean, it's just that whole expectations that are placed on you. And it's like African and black women have those bodies. They were, mm-hmm. like, taunted. But now people are trying to get those bodies by performing surgeries. Mm-hmm. And that's congratulated.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because I, I even read in an article that there's actually three times more emphasis placed on women to look pretty. So if you look at the cosmetic brands nowadays, there's so many of them so, out there. so
1: overwhelming. Yeah,
2: and it's like, you know, even clothing, shoes, things like that. So it's kind of like society's way of saying that the perfect woman is like beautiful, mm. put together, sexy, and her looks are sort of the first thing that a man notices or that other women notice before they actually notice their mind or, do you know what I mean, mm. that kind of thing.
1: I think I agree. I think it's important to kind of look and feel good, but it mm. should come from a place of, I'm doing this because I actually like to try out a new fashion. And not, not like, oh my God, everyone's doing this on social media. Oh my God, like my cousin wears like, such nice clothes. That, I, that means I need to get the latest stuff.
2: Do you think that if social media didn't exist, would there be less pressures to have cosmetic surgery or... To
1: look a certain way. Well,
0: didn't they used to have it in magazines? I remember being really young. Yeah. I think there's always been a platform where it's used. And there's always been a way where it's perpetuated, you know, that a woman has to look a certain way. Yeah. I I know people who live to be slim all their life because a beautiful woman is a slim woman. Mm -hmm. Although now emphasis is put on like being curvaceous, Mm. you know, with the social media. I think there is always an error, but the perpetuation has always been there. I
1: definitely think there's probably a bit more of a push towards that Mm -hmm. in terms of cosmetic surgery and you know what fair enough if you want to get cosmetic surgery for whatever reasons that's cool mm. but I think it's about appreciating that women come in all different shapes and sizes and colours and just appreciating yeah, that and just not being like it.
2: Yeah. yeah not
1: like marginalising women or like oh you're too this or you're less of this or yeah, you know because even women who are more slim they struggle as well because I suppose they're thinking oh but I, I can't get that curvaceous body mm. you know
2: there's things like genetics that come into play there's so mm. many oh, reasons why people exactly why they are shaped the way that they are and i think it's more so apparent now though because you're kind of being open to comments on social media so there's other women bashing women and there's this like whole competition especially when it comes to influencers or youtubers having to work with brands, it's like mm-hmm. that competition with each other to look a certain way, to kind of fit, you know, the stereotype, I guess. I do
1: find myself kind of, I think obviously, yeah, like when I was younger, I this mm-hmm. this just real talk, and I think I came from, you know, a bit of a sheltered community, and I think I was the type of girl who would take loads of pictures, and like, maybe the, you know, I, I agree, maybe it was a little bit for validation, because it was nice yeah. for people to be like, oh, you look really pretty, or whatever, but dude, the other day I was going through my photo gallery and I was like, it's just me taking pictures of different angles. And I was thinking, okay, what was this for? Yeah. And I knew within myself that I was doing it more to seek validation. Mm. And then I was thinking back, I was like, where was that actually coming from? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Time to be more honest with yourself. There's nothing wrong in taking selfies or videos or pictures, or whatever. But if you need to question, like, who am I doing this for? Am I doing this for myself? And where is it coming from? from yeah the other thing i was going to touch on religion more so because i was talking to a friend of mine who is a muslim and i've also in other discussions people have said stuff like and i'm obviously i'm I'm going to talk about other religions as well but the reason i'm talking about islam because i feel i don't know what your guys experiences as well Mm. people have said things like oh islam doesn't really empower women Mm. and i completely disagree with that because when a woman chooses to wear a burqa or a hijab it's, unless you ask the woman what her reason is for, you cannot make huge assumptions. Mm. Like Islam, I obviously can't speak a lot because I've not read the Quran and I don't know so much of the teachings, but it's a, a religion that's based on empowerment, not oppression. Mm. I think people forget that just because a few small number of Muslims do something, you can't then paint the picture and say, oh, all Muslims are like that. Mm. But when a woman decides to wear a hijab or a burqa, it's a choice. Mm. And she's doing it to kind of build a closer relationship with God. And it's more out of modesty. And
2: mm-hmm. honor. yeah, and
1: honor, and so that people respect her character. And mm-hmm. like it's, it's almost like putting beauty in the backseat and saying, I'm presenting to you in a modest way,
2: yeah,
1: and I want you to respect that. So it, it's kind of like putting giving well, women are claiming that power back. Mm-hmm. So I really get ticked off about when they say Islam limits a
0: woman. And I think it's again, it's when you're on a good because you're placing yourself in a world where it's so materialistic mm-hmm. and it's going with what's flowing right now but you're able to still have that self-control to be like no, in the midst of all of this, I'm going to respect and honor my God, yeah. and just the way that I feel, mm-hmm. I'm honoring God. And I think mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of beauty and power within that.
1: And I think the reason it came from because I was reading this article by Miriam Khan on News Times. It's called "For Women, Islam Means Empowerment, Not Oppression," mm-hmm. and she says um, it's common for people to see my hijab and assume that I live a life of oppression, where only extrication from my religion can liberate me I'm consistently baffled by this because I choose to wear my hijab as an act of worship for God alone not for my father brother or civil law Islam has taught me how to value myself as a Muslim woman and I feel like there's other people that have said things like oh I feel like you know Asian cultures in India women aren't really empowered I mean even in Sikhi like going back in time so there's something called a John which is basically a woman had to wear a scarf covering their face mm-hmm. so when they when the father-in-law used to walk in or basically another man walked in they had to and my mum's sister used to tell us a story that how they used to have to cover their face and it was only when I I think it was one of the gurus I can't remember who when they came and basically banned that and gave women equal rights in terms of a woman can become a priest because there was just so many restrictions like a woman can't go into the temple if she started her period because it's disgusting but it was the first guru that said why would you dishonor or kill a woman when kings are born from her? That always stayed with me because it's so beautifully said and so simple Yeah. that when you think about it, like why dishonor or kill a woman when kings are born from her? Mm. And that's what really angers me because I feel like the media and like certain news articles paints women in certain countries in a certain way Yeah. and India, itself, yeah, India still has a problem like female fetuses are more likely to be aborted mm. but now they've placed a ban um, that you can't find out the sex of the baby when you're pregnant but women are still are are getting into higher positions in employment but if you think about it on a global level women are still underpaid compared to men I think that's something that women are still in high levels of unemployment compared to men yeah So I don't think it's fair to kind of pigeonhole countries, because even in politics, I read somewhere that actually, when you look at the number of women in politics, it says here that the United States still lags well behind much of the world when it comes to female representation, ranking just 75th on a list compiled by the Inter-Parliamentary Union. And do you guys want to guess who's at the top? cuba and bolivia wow. wow latin american and caribbean nations also take a further four spots in the top 10 mexico granada and this yes. is from the weforum.org website mm-hmm. i was actually really surprised but then i was like i shouldn't be that surprised because yeah. i think you know like even in india like a lot of my cousins back home will say oh yeah like you guys are well liberal in the like, you guys just do things really openly. Mm. And I was thinking, but compared to, like, the city and, in, in like, cities in India, women are very, light like open. Like, I remember there was a time when I went back in 2000, a lot of the girls in the rural parts of India wouldn't wear, like, jeans and they would only wear them inside the house because it was like, oh god it's it showing my booty and yeah blah 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 there has been a lot of like recent developments and like women are exploring themselves and finding themselves
2: i think being well being raised as a seventh day adventist i'm not religious anymore i'm just sort of spiritual but mm. my family being a seventh day adventist and all the times that I used to go to church. There were a lot of rules and regulations about wearing a skirt that was below your knees, not wearing any jewellery to church. Why is Um, that? Do you
0: know? I think there's also the open interpretation to... A Bible verse that says your body is a temple of God. Yeah. So I think that it's interpreted and used in so many different ways Mm. that sometimes it deviates from the actual truth of what it was Mm. trying to say. Exactly. I'm not preaching here, but. That's my no, opinion. Yeah. And that's my understanding. Yeah. So I can relate to where I've had friends who, you know, even really good friends, the churches they go to can't wear, they can't even wear lip gloss, they can't wear any makeup, they have to cover their hair, mm-hmm. no jewellery, always long dresses. You know, you even hear here of churches now where they have to go bare mm. feet and they have to wear only white. Wow. It's so varied these mm. days that it's even hard. But I agree, like, when I'm going to church, I'm not dressing up like a long, Dress or anything, oh, okay. but I dress in a respectable manner that I'm going in the house of God. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm gonna wear something skimpy or something yeah. like revealing. Okay. But I'm gonna, you know, if it's a pair of jeans mm-hmm. and a very nice top, you know, and I've made an effort for me, that's good enough. At the end of the day, I believe it's what you get from church, like that mm-hmm. food for thought that you get and mm-hmm. your spirit yeah. being fed, mm-hmm. and that you take away from that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get so mixed up into the formalities of just like this walk like this talk like this don't do this that we actually miss the point exactly. of why we're going to church as well. yeah. that I've had a lot a lot a lot mm. and uh, I've even had criticisms about like why would you go to that church it's not too Christian so the problem that I have with that is that
2: especially with like Seventh Day Adventists I'm not really sure about other churches is the fact that you can't wear jeans you have to mm. wear a skirt or you mm. have to wear a dress and it brings me back to the olden days which I think I have a problem with because it's like yeah. just because I wear jeans it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm trying to gain attention from
0: anyone yeah. like I am literally going there because see know, I mean I yeah. I, yeah I go to Hillsong Church mm. um but I know so many other churches where I would never wear jeans. Yeah. In fact, I always make this joke to my family and friends. Like, oh yeah, I can wear my jeans to charge. I don't need to make up all this, you know, bang and you just every week just for <laughs> church. And, you know, killing and... Empty my bag for that. Because what if you don't have, you're not able to do that? I can wear my jeans and nice t-shirt and go to church. Like I'm saying, what's important is what you get and how you feed your spirit.
1: Yeah. See, this is what angers me that Mm. I take it back to India. Only because, you know, like religion as a whole tries to empower people. Mm. And for example, in India, like, yeah, women are quite subservient to their... Father in laws and fathers, and I think there's like this thing where somebody wrote a proverb, which is that when a girl is born, she's looked after by the father, and then passed on to like the husband, and then she mm. has to be like subservient to her sons. Mm. And it really angered me because obviously Sikhism being the fifth largest religion in the world, but Hinduism is more prevalent in India. Mm. And for example, their religion itself, so they have something called uh, Mata, which is like goddesses. Mm. So our Hindu listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's nine, so there were nine sisters mm. and one of them is called Gani Mother, which is the destroyer, but the creator of the world mm. and she's always depicted with like, I can't remember how many arms, but she's like, she apparently came onto the earth to destroy the demon who was, every drop of his blood was apparently creating another one of himself. They have such powerful kind of Goddesses in their religion that teaches women that you can basically fight against oppression and fight against evil and obviously evil evil nowadays looks in so many ways but what I'm saying is that religion itself like literally empowers women so much and like women you know when the Hindu festival comes like Navratri they fast for nine days under the name of the goddesses and the goddesses when you look at their pictures they're so like bright and beautiful and looking at them you feel like this sense of like oh my god I'm a woman and I'm proud to be a woman I can do so many things I can fight against oppression. Like Oprah said, like when we posted on social media that you know takes a while to get a voice, but once you have it, you damn sure better use it. Looking at the images and the statues of the goddesses really gives you that power. But it's the it's the culture, it's the people that like bring each other down and try yeah. and tear a woman down or anyone really.
0: And also, um, when you're saying that, actually, especially that quote by Oprah about like when you it takes a while to get a voice, mm. but when you get it, like just be damn sure to use it. Mm. It's just making me think about like growing up and how so many in our cultures, especially women and guys, Mm -hmm. please correct me if I'm wrong but Mm -hmm. I I know for a fact that growing up, you're not really meant to challenge decisions Mm -hmm. you you know, men are, even if it's your brother or younger or older you can't really challenge them, you have to be so respectful, you know, the respect is all all on another level and you also can't be as expressive with your voice and there's a lot of power when you voice out like, you know, your thoughts and your feelings and not only for yourself but even for others Mm. and I feel like that is always sort of diminished it's kind of put down
1: it's the whole idea of like no one's going to give you power you just have to take it women in general have have, have had it quite difficult but like thinking about intersectionality like women of color Mm. was anyone reading a book that it made me think of like was it correct me if I'm wrong but it was in the 1920s that the suffragettes Oh yeah, it was in Robin DiAngelo's book, White Fragility. She was like, in 1920s, women received the right to vote. But it was only the 1960s that women of colour got the right to vote. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as a woman, you face discrimination anyway. And I think we mentioned this whole, like, minority stress model that when you're a woman and a woman of colour, you face double discrimination. Mm-hmm. So it's like a bloody mountain to
2: climb. Because to think Absolutely. that we only were allowed to vote a 100 years ago, that's not even that long. We weren't even allowed to work at one point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, There's so- so many
0: changes. There's always been restrictions for yeah. when you're a woman. Because yeah. even when you work, there's a restriction. For example, you talked about things like maternity leave. Exactly, yeah.
2: In the UK, in a way, we are quite lucky because there are laws in place that can protect women from a lot of things. I sort of read up about things like maternity leave in the UK compared to the US. And it was saying that the UK laws actually allow women to take 39 weeks of paid maternity leave whereas the US laws only allow 12 weeks of unpaid maternity leave and it doesn't require you to be paid for that time off. Realistically, 12 weeks isn't actually long enough to raise a child to be independent. And so women are then expected to choose between their family and their career. And so what I don't agree with is the fact that the US laws were
0: created by President Bill Clinton, who's a man, without due respect, who probably has never seen a day of sleeping hungry Mm. or watching your children cry themselves to sleep because they're so hungry or malnourished.
2: And that's the thing as well. Men in both the UK and the US are only allowed... 12 weeks of paternity leave is still unpaid in the US and in the UK they do pay you if you're trying to raise a child shouldn't it be a, an equal thing you you'd know? think right yeah. but that, that's
1: ridiculous because then in my so I was just going to add to that because I was on YouTube and the Olympic runner Alicia Montano she was saying that I've accomplished all her dreams for one thing of becoming a mum and when she finally went for it, she faced her biggest challenge, which was from her sponsors, Nike, mm. that they were like, okay, yeah, cool. You can get pregnant, but, like, we'll we'll pause your contract. And she was like, what? It says here that she famously ran a national championship when she was eight months pregnant to prove that pregnant women can still compete. Mm. How are you going to pause a woman who wants to choose to be a mother? Her contract? Like, she... Literally fought against this, and I think it just it paints out as if like this is an illness, and that you require time off for that. Not like the fact that she's raising another human being. And but then they'll hail you
0: when tomorrow that son of yours or that daughter of yours is like the next president of whichever country. but
1: well, it's like how corporate world's apparently somewhere I heard that sometimes they're a little bit hesitant to hire women because, especially mm-hmm. young women, because they know that if they get into relationships then they're going to want to go on maternity I've leave had that. and it's going to be expensive to the
2: company and it's like wow okay. and that's why i think a lot of women need to really like read up on their contracts read up on their rights as well mm. when they enter a company because they shouldn't be afraid to live their life and they yeah. shouldn't have to choose between their family or their careers you know although taking into consideration there are some women that are kind of forced to do that, especially if they can't afford to have unpaid leave and they have to work, which is really unfortunate. But I think that, you know, there's still a long way to go in terms of, you know, the changes that need to
1: happen. Just shifting the conversation. I just came back. I just had a thought. I'm just asking you ladies, what's your experience been like in your own family homes about, mm-hmm. you know, being a woman and you know, we talked about this idea of like prescribing to a timeline. Cause I'm just trying to think, like, is it just me that gets all this pressure from my mum or mother? I, like, I know it's like it's
2: gone to a completely different topic, but I just wanna normalise um, my experiences. Absolutely not, because I'm 28 years old and mm. I get that constant pressure to from family, friends, mm. to be married and it's like that expectation that just because you're in a long-term relationship you have to have been married by a certain time point you have to have kids by a certain time point and also your career needs to be established before you're 30 and also have a mortgage as well and it's like so unrealistic (laughs) when you're thinking about living in the UK and how expensive things are anyway
0: clearly yes, money grows on trees. Exactly. It really
2: does. You know? <laughs> and it, it grows under your
0: bed if you even have one. Oh. So I have a mixture of friends. I have friends who like are from Africa and mm. came here in their teens or when they're much older and our friends were born. So I find that when I'm with my friends who were born here, it's sort of different. You, don't, you just feel like they understand and they're going with the flow. But when I'm with like friends or family who came from Africa and came here when they're much older, I feel like that culture is still so intrinsic within them. Mm. And there's whole hair of meetings it. that are like, are you being selective? You know, they're giving me all these lectures. Selected about... about- Finding a partner. Um, Yeah, finding a partner. And it's like, do you have a disease or something? It's not like you're ugly. It's not like you're anything like that. And they're like, okay, fine. Before we thought that maybe you wanted to go and have your studies finished first and then have a man. It's like, it's a constant. And I'm just like, I'm not even talking to people anymore because it's like, what's the point? Yeah. I've been taught even things like, Oh, you know, as you grow old, I'm thirty-one mm. and they're like, Oh, you know, when you're growing older, you know, the chances of giving birth gets slimmer and no man will want to. It's I'm just quiet. ridiculous. Yeah. Like it, see that's what makes me
1: so angry. The reason I'm asking because I'm twenty five and for any of our Punjabi listeners, I'm sure you lot can resonate. There is this constant push and there's pressure to like and pretty much what you said F like you need to have your life together by a certain age and once you I mean I'm 25 and obviously coming to London and my friends are like, oh, but you're so young. Like, what do you mean you're thinking about marriage? Like, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. But when I, the community that I come from, there was a point where that was literally shown to me. And obviously, like, I'm really happy for all my other sisters that are getting married and whatnot. But I think for me, my fear is, and I think it's only when I came to London, that there is a huge world out there. And my identity, and I know we talked about it in the last episode, mm-hmm. has broken down and I'm, I'm rebuilding myself up again. And I was thinking that if I had gotten married at that early age and then rediscovered myself, my partner would have been like, yo, what the hell? Like, this is not the woman that I married. And I feel like that would have, I obviously I can't predict where that would have gone. But do you see what I mean? Like, it's so important that as a female, or anyone really, to find yourself. Absolutely. But not to cave, or like not to come under this pressure. And I trust me, I know, how, I mean, I've talked about it with you guys. Like, there's days when you're like crying, you're like, oh my God, this is so awful. Like, I'm not getting married. Like, what's wrong with me? And this idea of problem saturated, like the problems within you clearly you can't find a man because there's a problem within you yeah. not not within the, the wider society <laughs> or you're trying to find yourself trying to have a career and all these other things mate it is hard to look after yourself yeah and i just think even at workplaces for example being like the youngest person in my team and trying and i've noticed at times when i've been the only female at the table and how hard it is to get your voice heard. And then sometimes, like, when you become more of a kind of powerful woman, then sometimes men find you too intimidating. Or oh. you get labelled as the bitch. And Actually, it's like, on
0: that particular note. so let me correct you. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, so... Guys used to always say to me when I was at uni, I was a mature student because mm-hmm. of extra, extra circumstances. Mm-hmm. So they would always tell me, like, if, they, if I was in the library till like, 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. or 4 a.m., they would be like, girl, you're not going to find a man. Ain't no man want a woman who is extra smart or too intelligent. And I used to mm-hmm. feel like, oh, well, then I'm too qualified nice. to help have anyone then. You know it's
1: interesting because now having been at this age my thinking has completely changed. I now think like if I have a daughter would I be raising her or telling her because I am not disrespecting my parents where they raised me because mm. I think a lot of it does stem out of fear and they are in the survival mode, they had to come to this country, fight for their rights. And there are times when I'm like I literally have to tell my parents like, can you chill? Because I don't feel ready yet. But also when you start when they start comparing you against your friends, it does start to kind of like seep into you, like, oh my god, maybe I should get married. But what I'm saying is that if I have a daughter, I wouldn't want her to be under this much pressure. And obviously maybe I'm being a bit naive, obviously the social social media I can't shield her from the world. But I feel like we need to kind of, you know, if any young person or any woman or any sister listening out there, you just need to tell yourself how beautiful and how much you've achieved. Absolutely. Yeah. You really? don't
0: need like to wait for someone to come and tell you, oh you're beautiful. Yeah. Or
2: oh, if you're
0: getting married, oh then you feel you're beautiful or then you feel your compl-. you're complete. No. You're complete way before you find a man or before you get married. And or we understand even if you find yeah. a woman to marry you because you know these days there is all um there's also the LGBT you marriages, you need to be full full and feel whole within yourself. And life is about being happy as well. But society has made us believe that you have to be with somebody or you have to step up to the standards of social media Mm -hmm. or whatnot in order to be happy, in order to feel complete.
2: I've even had a doctor, right, ask me how old I was. And they were like, oh my gosh, you're getting to that age now where you should start having children, maybe... You should think about. So professional. You should think about having a baby on accident, and I was like, <gasps> as a professional, That's you're so actually telling
0: me this. A male or female? Female. Oh. She was like,
2: you need to, you need to do this, like you know, because you're running out of time and this and that, and it's like it's I so have, hard. I hope
0: she's listening. She. <laughs>
2: It's so it hard to be you, yes. compassionate towards someone like
1: that, but then you have to understand like where they they could probably they're projecting their own fears onto you. Yeah. But like I was going to go back to your point, F, about you know we need to stop exercising compassion towards ourselves. We need to bring that love towards ourselves. I know it's cliche and you know self love, self worth, but actually no, take a minute and actually think about that. Mm-hmm. We're so quick to give our love, especially as women, like we in relationships we give so much. It's about time that some you take that love back because let me tell you, hon like no one is going to give you power and authority you're going to have to reclaim that and take it yourself yeah. and we understand the struggles that you go through but find beauty within that and actually realize that something better is going to be at the end yeah and as you were talking i was thinking of sexuality yeah like girls you want to embrace your own sexuality man like you can't be waiting on a man to please you and- <laughs>
2: yeah Absolutely. A
1: <laughs> satisfier is coming to mind, Do you know what
2: I mean? <laughs> this is oh, so God. God. It's you know getting what? juicy seven, seven levels. levels. That is very important to be honest with you. <laughs> in order to find your level of what you like, right? Whether that be in the bedroom, whether that be what you like to where you like to go, what you like to of course. Do you know what I mean? All of your things, right? I think that you need to explore that yourself. And I've seen people go to cinemas by themselves. Do you know what I mean? No, seriously. And I've done it myself. I've gone to the cinema by myself. And yeah. I actually really enjoyed my own company. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you're setting those standards for whoever comes into your life. I get, it. I get yeah. that
1: it takes time to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But I think as you get older, well, in our experiences, I think things do get better. Like I know when you're young, when you're like 16, 17, the whole feel of like wanting to fit in and find a boyfriend, it, it feels so much to you. But trust me, as you get older, things will eventually start to fall in place. And, you find and with yourself. experiences,
0: you'll learn that certain things are not as ideal or as important as loving and treating yourself. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you have that power to make those decisions yourself, go through those experiences yourself. So you get to a point where certain things don't matter anymore.
1: That's why I mentioned sexuality, because I just think like women are like, oh gosh, I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't behave like this, or like, oh maybe you know, if I am quite a sexual woman, then I need to like conceal that part of me, or like I shouldn't yeah. display too much to my mouth, ma- or whatever. My man, don't like do. you. you-
2: you got to learn how to please yourself <laughs> It's true because you know what The things that you think you want At the age of 20 is going to be different To what you want when you get to 30 And 40 and so on mm. You're constantly evolving Your aspirations
0: change It's okay <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's okay yeah, I, yeah. like, I, get, I get a lot of looks from people When they see you as in like You're happy and you're smiling mm. And it's like Yeah, you can actually be happy. You don't need to have a man next to you by your side to be happy. Like, and you know
2: what? For people's birthdays as well, I used to actually gift them with vibrators. Where's my (laughs) (laughs) present?
1: I was just going to say, like, you know, for sisters who do have a man, we hope you're in love and you're happy. We're just saying that on the flip side of things, like, there shouldn't be this expectation that you need to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Like, you know. if Husband or wife. I or... think the one thing that kind of, talking about this, it reminds me of what Rihanna's quote. She was like, people are going to talk whether you do good or bad.
0: Exactly. So you might as well do what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the flow I go with these days. There is um, this Bible quote. I think it's beautiful, and it just sums up the way a woman is. So in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 25, it says, She's clothed in strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. I think that's a very beautiful verse that describes a woman. And I see beautiful women around me and the over of the world every day.
1: I just hope that any young sister listening out there or any sister, like, you, man, I have a lot of respect and honour mm. for, like, a lot of the stuff that women go through. I just think our own struggles in comparison to some women who have had to, like, think about whether to pay the rent or feed their child... Mm. Like honestly, the utmost respect goes out to to women in all different countries who are struggling or continue you know, yeah, I think I'm just lost for words when I think back to how strong some women are and how resilient and like how mentally resilient you have to be as well. Yeah. To, it's not easy to have a career and to raise a household and to have a family and all those other yeah. and deal with family drama.
0: And I think you just described some of the so many roles that women have to take on and I just hope women
1: become more compassionate to themselves, man, because And love yourself. Kings are born from you, ladies. That's yeah, right. That's
2: right. I think I just wanted to quickly go back to the pressures of having it all by thirty. I actually read an article about this girl called Rachel, who's a twenty nine year old hospital administrator who was struggling with the fact that she was unmarried and didn't have any children Mm -hmm. and the pressure became so much for her that just before her 30th birthday she tragically took her own life at that point she'd spent four years without her mum after losing her to cancer and then she'd been going through three breakups and although she actually started a relationship with her boyfriend she feared that it was ending and she felt like She was not where she should be in life, and so it's it really does put into perspective the actual pressures that, like, some women really do face. So, how did that sit with
1: you? I mean, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's so how does that sit with you?
2: I think that, um, it's it does put a lot into perspective just taking the time to, like, people say, stay in your own lane and Mm -hmm. really focus on. Your situation and what's going on with you. Don't look outside for validation or mm. for approval from other people because then you're really going to get caught up in, you know. In I movement. think it's so
1: hard to like mute out the background noise. Mm. It's like so people just. I mean, as you were talking, for some reason it it reminded me about the law in Alabama where they're banning abortion. Mm. Um, I know it's not very related to that, but I guess the feeling that I got was. You know, somebody actually said, like, do you expect me to then co-parent with a rapist? Right. What happened to women's... Bo- this is like 25, I think, Republican men yeah. passed the legislature or the bill. <laughs> and it's like, what happened to women's choice? Lots of different thoughts to c- come to mind. But I was so saddened to hear that because yeah. I just thought women from more from deprived backgrounds, if they find themselves getting p- pregnant and can't give the child a loving house... What are they going to do? And then this whole thing of backstreet abortions is then going to happen. And that's going to yes. endanger so many women's lives. And it's also the psychological struggle as well that women are going to go through. And I just think the other thing also that I was thinking of, that as women, obviously as you know, as any human being, the kind of dangers that we also face, mm. like when you hear in the in the news that, oh, when a woman got raped, oh, well, you know, she, she shouldn't have been, her skirt should have not been that small yeah. and it, it it really saddens me because then it's like what so now we're, we're putting you know women already get blamed for so much Are we then putting that blame on the woman
2: as well yeah because even with the abortion thing I was actually quite surprised to hear that this was happening in Northern Ireland as well which yeah, is yeah, you know yeah. part of our country also finding out that people or women are having to travel to another part of the country to have an abortion abortion. because they can't do that in the comfort of their home and I even heard about a woman who actually had to pretend that she was going on vacation with her partner had to like take pictures and look like she was being a tourist while having to go and have an abortion you know and having to disguise that and it's like you know there's so much that needs to even abortion is not an easy
1: option I don't know why they're passing this legislation they think they're making Something that I don't know what the rationale is, but mm. I'm just really, really shocked. I think a lot of celebrities, a lot of people spoke spoke out against this. But it should be a female's choice, like mm-hmm. it's their body, like they. It's just going to create so many problems, like medically and psychologically. But I'm I'm really saddened to hear that Rachel, or bless her, took her life. Mm-hmm. I just think, it. I think it just really. Brings this whole conversation to life, how difficult it is in, in today's society. And I think sometimes, you know, I think I've mentioned it before as well like being second generation, being, being born in the UK and having traditional roots and reconciling the two things and like not only finding yourself, but also as a woman, your own struggles that you have, but then your parents hold some really concrete beliefs about how a woman should be and you're trying to live up to those expectations but then you're trying to live up to your friends' expectations. It's just too much. And all of this is going on in the background why is she trying to maintain a career, a job, or everything else? And I just think this is why women tend to internalize things more and self-harm and suicide rates and drinking and all sorts of things. And I just think it I mean we can go on for hours talking about the problems of this, but I think that just really puts it
2: into perspective, I doesn't it? I think you need it's to really cool. focus and celebrate the small victories that you oh. have in life or the things that you've actually achieved, yeah. you know, so even if you've
0: got a degree, celebrate that. So
2: you it's know? Not easy, if you've got a though.
0: job, celebrate that. And that makes know? me also upset because reflecting back on like Rachel's death with like mm. constantly mm. meeting guys who are always saying that, oh, you know you're not growing any younger. Mm. And it's like that added extra pressure are you trying to win me over or are you trying to put me down? No. Which of the two? Yeah. And you know what? On that note, I'm really
1: keen to hear from our male listeners. Anything that we've said, has that kind of surprised you or has anything, like, resonated for you? Or do you have any questions? Like, yeah. pose them to us. And even women, our sisters out there, anyone listening, drop us a comment on social media, DM us. Drop us an email. Let us know, like, what has anything that we've said resonate with you? Like, tell us about your struggles because we wanna we wanna lift our sisters, man. Yeah. But before we go, I just want to leave this poem with you by Rupi Kaur, who's um, a Canadian poem. I think she's also Punjabi. She goes, "When my daughter is living in my belly, I will speak to her like she's already changed the world. She will walk out of me on a red carpet, fully equipped with the knowledge that she's capable of anything she sets her mind to."
2: Yes. That is beautiful. So make sure to interact with us on Instagram, it's just not that deep podcast. Mm-hmm. And we are also on Facebook as well, it's just not that deep. And give us an email at it's just not that deep at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us any dilemmas if there's something that resonated with you and you want to mm-hmm. share something that's happened that was very similar please definitely Mm. give us an email also on insta as well heavy
1: topic guys but another good one (laughs) it's It's just just not not that deep deep, boy